All right, folks, we're going to get into another episode of uh, Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me today is nobody because, uh, you know, things happened and uh, I had to move back here to Baton Rouge a little bit sooner than expected. So any guests that I had line up, uh, you know, they're going to have to wait a little bit. All right. And you'll have to excuse me. I'm still getting over the flu AIDS, coronavirus AIDS or whatever AIDS I have. Uh, <laughs> So my uh, my voice is a little uh, you know down here, but that's fine. I actually prefer it this way because the rest of the time I think I sound like a teenager. All right, so I've noticed that the uh, behold a pale horse uh, has made its rounds again, and I, I really really dislike it when uh, people start quoting Bill Cooper and Alex Jones like they're the authority, the source of all true information, and uh, we're just going to go through some things today to kind of dispel some of those myths that those uh, two um, interesting people bring up all the time. And uh, overall, this episode is going to be about uh, a term that I think was uh, first coined by Mark Dice. It's called conspiratainment. Basically, you're getting entertainment through conspiracy theory, and uh, it's it's a very apt term, and Mark Dice actually uh, brought this up uh, after Alex Jones stopped having him on his show. <laughs> uh, there's always beef in the uh, in the conspiracy circles. Uh, that's uh, true today as it ever was. Going back uh, years here, uh, we're, we're just going to start with uh, Bill Cooper, and uh, there's one complete reason why I dislike this guy. He, kind of like Alex Jones are really just in it for the lulls, uh, just some kind of notoriety. Alex Jones is a little more profit-driven than Bill Cooper was. But here we have a guy who claims he was in naval intelligence and Air Force intelligence, but uh, the only public records that could ever be found on this guy's uh, service was he made it to E-5 in the Navy. And uh, some people just described him as like a clerk and with no kind of security clearance. Um, so when he gets out later and writes this book, Behold a Pale Horse, he says, well, I saw Majesty 12 documents from the Secretary of Navy and everything, and I know what's going on. But your background doesn't prove that. Uh, from all accounts, your petty officer second class in the Navy was served okay in Vietnam. You got two service medals. You got out with an honorable discharge. So why the, why the padded resume? Going forward in this, you're going to have to understand that uh, while I think Bill Cooper made some good points, they're very few and far between. We'll just get down into it. Anytime that I hear people in the so-called truth movement start uh, referencing UFOs, aliens, and the Illuminati, I immediately start getting skeptical because there's no proof. Now, is the universe filled with alien life? Yes, probably. It's an awfully big universe. There's an awful lot of planets in the, uh, the what's called the Goldilocks zone, where the planet, uh, like Earth, is in that just perfect relation to its central star. Okay, and that could be a different thing depending on the stars. So you can either be a little bit further away and not be completely covered in ice, or you can be a little bit closer if the star is not as hot, that type of thing. But there's we've discovered hundreds of these planets, uh, rocky planets like this, that are in that Goldilocks zone. So the chance for life goes up. 
And even in our own solar system, we understand that Europa is covered by ice, but there is a ocean uh, underneath it. And besides whatever you think, wherever there is water, there is life. It's just going to happen. Do I think that little gray aliens with large black eyes and thin mouths and you know very slight bodies come to visit this Earth and take people away and shove things up their asses? No. And I can only say that because... That's never personally happened to me. And to the people who claim that this has happened to them, there's literally no physical evidence left behind. You can maybe say, oh, well, this little patch of ground is different now than over here. And we know like a space alien landed here. Okay. Okay. All right. But people like to say, oh, UFOs was piloted by aliens. No. What does UFO stand for? U, unidentified, F, flying, O, object. It's an unidentified flying object. So if you see something streak across the sky real quick and you can't say what it is and what it's not, then that's a UFO. Congratulations, you just saw a UFO. Now, you can't make the instant leap of, oh, well, that's definitely piloted by little gray aliens from the play, uh, from Pleiades. <laughs> and later you can get on to, uh, a little bit down into the rabbit hole and you can talk about the reptilians and the Nordics and everything. Uh, but there's little to no proof of any of this. And the only thing that we have is an eyewitness statement. And those are sketchy at best because everybody's memories are not good. The mind starts to fill in gaps. There's a thing called matrixing where you see things in certain things that uh, the mind is just trying to make sense because it's uh, humans operate off of pattern recognition, that type of thing. So, uh, Bill Cooper, especially, uh, talked about this a lot in his uh, book, Behold a Pale Horse. And in 1988, uh, so the late 80s and early 90s in the United States was UFO crazy. We had uh, a generation of people who remember the Roswell incident in 1947, where allegedly a uh, space alien craft uh, crash landed out in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. So by 19, uh, so by the mid to late 80s and early 90s, you now have the kids of these people coming forward and getting really big into UFOs. Camera technology was starting to become better. Uh, you didn't have to take film around with you. You can now just load in these little VHS tapes into the sides of camcorders and you can now record things. You know, it was, you know, for our consumer product, it was, you know, really good stuff back in the day. So now you had people going all over the place, seeing likes in the sky and everything. And, uh, Bill Cooper was uh, trying to cash in, so to speak, on this uh, on this craze to get a little bit of notoriety for himself. He uh, <laughs> he said that the uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower had uh, come to an agreement with the uh, aliens and formed the Illuminati. Then, okay, well, this is just untrue. Uh, number one, you're never going to find any kind of documentation about that one way or the other. But the Illuminati was actually created May first in 1776 by a man by the name of Adam Weishaupt in Germany. It was the Bavarian Order of the Illuminati. That we can prove because there's documentation of it. We have Adam Weishaupt's writings. Uh, so if you want to really get conspiratorial, is the 1776 listed on the dollar bill pertaining to the Declaration of Independence, or is it uh, really just referencing the, the Adam Weishaupt uh, beginnings of the Bavarian Order of the Illuminati? All right, I'll leave you with that one, okay? But, <laughs> coming back, he would go to these uh, UFO conventions and everything, and he would talk to these people, 
he's had his military career is uh, that of what some people would consider like uh, no kind of uh, special clearance as far as secret information is concerned. So because of this, uh, he, he wouldn't have access to these classified documents that he say that he saw. Uh, UFologist uh, later asserted that some of the material that Cooper claimed to have seen in naval intelligence documents was actually plagiarized verbatim from their research, including several items that UFologists have fabricated as pranks. You see, the uh, UFologists are, are kind of an odd group. They would make stuff up and just give it to each other if they didn't like each other. Like I said, there's a a lot of beef going around in the uh, in the conspiracy circles, and UFOs is no different. So he would just take this stuff and run with it. Yeah. So the <laughs> I was just kind of reading through some of this, like the, they really don't have good things to say about uh, old Billy Boy. So Cooper then would link his uh, would link the Illuminati to the belief that extraterrestrials were secretly involved in the United States government. Later on, when the UFO stuff wasn't uh, tracking too well with his audience, he would uh, just shut that down. He would just retract them. He, he doesn't believe in the alien conspiracy anymore. But that doesn't stop people from producing uh, really crappy documentaries on Hulu, for example. Uh, Cooper believed that aliens manipulated and or ruled the human race through various secret societies, religions, magic, witchcraft, and the occult. Okay. Again, I'm just saying mouth words that have no basis in reality manipulated and or ruled. So I guess this is going to get into the Anunnaki thing. And I could talk about Zechariah Sitchin uh, <laughs> another day. So, but uh, yeah. So, and the Illuminati were unknowingly uh, being manipulated by them. You know, that was, that was his other thing. They, they don't know that they're being manipulated by space aliens, right? Cooper described the Illuminati as a secret international organization controlled by the Bilderberg Group. Uh, another thing on the Bilderberg Group, he uh, claimed in one of his speeches that the Bilderberg Group actually meet on uh, nuclear submarines that are uh, so secret that no nation knows about them, and uh, that they meet in the Arctic Ocean under the ice so that nobody knows where they're at. Okay, well, you know, that sounds really cool. That You know, that sounds like a Tom Clancy uh, novel that would come to life on a on a movie screen, right? But is this basis in reality? No. Uh, the Bilderberg Group is a re very real thing. It's uh, first met at the uh, Bilderberg Hotel in Belgium uh, in the 1950s as a means of a steering committee of what would happen to Europe post-World War II. And it still goes around today. Do these people have any kind of power? Yeah. I mean, it, it, just take a look at the guest list that is known, and it's a lot of, you know, tech billionaires and people from, you know, various uh, governments from around the world, and they all meet at this uh, hotel, you know, it's, they pick a different spot every year, but every four years, it seems they land themselves in the United States. So that, that's a very real group, but the Bilderberg Group wouldn't be in control of the Illuminati if, if you believed any of this. The, the Illuminati would have had control over the Bilderberg group, right? All right. All right. So uh, he also throws in some other, uh, other catch-all terms. So the Knights of Columbus, uh, the Masons, Skull and Bones, and other organizations. Uh, it's the ultimate goal, he said, was the establishment of the New World Order. Novus Order Circulorum, right? A new order of the ages. When he gets later on into anti-government militia stuff... He would uh, claim that the Illuminati conspirators only invented alien threats for their own gain. Uh, yeah, so completely just retracting what he had said before. Because it wasn't getting any traction, people were stopped listening to him because, oh, he's one of those flying saucer guys. 
we get into a couple of things. Did he predict 9-11? Yeah, he did. But uh, we're going to take you back to the uh, late 90s and early 2000. Uh, Everybody and their cousins were making these same predictions that, you know, something bad was going to happen out of the Middle East and it would be blamed on Osama bin Laden. At the time, the news media was starting to ramp up coverage of bin Laden. And so uh, you would see that uh, same kind of scary footage of him, you know, talking to his disciples. And uh, he would, you know, then be seen uh, shooting an AK out in the desert somewhere. And then in 1998, and I won't forget this because I was in the army at the time, the Kobar Towers got bombed and Osama bin Laden took responsibility for it. Now, the reason why he took responsibility for it was because the infidel, uh, meaning the U.S., was in the Holy Land, Saudi Arabia. And they had been bombing people in Iraq and Afghanistan at that point uh, for a very long time, long before the 2001 attacks. So he was already being geared up as being the next bad guy. Because remember, in 1991, communism fell in Russia. So we can't use the Red Scare anymore. Although that's kind of making a comeback, isn't it? Right? Because everybody uh, that I don't like is being controlled by Putin. Osama bin Laden in the late 90s is now the new bad guy. You know, he's got a scary beard. Uh, he talks funny. He's brown. It's everything that uh, that we need for a RAV. Right? R-A-V. Russian Arabic villain, right? That's, that's all we really need. <laughs> and so he was already being propped up as the next bad guy. So everybody and their cousin was like, yeah, you know, the next thing that's going to happen is going to be that Bin Laden fellow, I tell you. So you had Bill Cooper making this prediction. You had Alex Jones making this prediction. You even had people on like the regular news making this kind of prediction. It's like, look, you know, if we continue to mess around in the Middle East, you know, this Bin Laden guy is going to get might might do something here in the United States. And then we get Condoleezza Rice getting on the TV and lying to us and saying, well, nobody could have predicted that they would have used a plane as a missile, except all throughout the 90s where the military is passing along documents uh, outlining just that very thing, you know, because what would be better than a large plane filled to the gills with fuel just slamming into something at 500 miles an hour? Uh, You took it so seriously that you up-armored one side of the Pentagon and nicknamed it the Catcher's Mitt. You can't say that nobody knew about this. And so when everyone likes to point to Bill Cooper and say, oh, well, he predicted 9-11, so therefore everything that he said is the gospel, it it isn't. Because everybody was making that same prediction at the time, okay? And we can blame Osama bin Laden for the 9-11 attacks because he took credit for it. There's video of him taking credit for it. Now, if you want to get lost in the weeds about his CIA contacts and the fact that uh, his CIA cover name was Timothy Osman, now, yeah, you can get into all of that stuff. All right, but the fact is, Osama bin Laden carried out the 9-11 attacks. Whether you choose to believe it or not, he took credit for it. There is video of him taking credit for it. But that's the fat bin Laden tape. No, no, you're looking at something that wasn't designed for American television. And when you go put it through a filter, it actually looks correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just burst your little bubbles there? Going forward. <laughs> So then uh, when he was done with the uh, with the UFO stuff, uh, later he became a, uh, you know, anti-government militia type. And then he would uh, just, you know, start throwing out some more uh, names of people, you know, the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations. You know, these are all high ranking members of the Illuminati. So now he's like really, you know, big on on the Illuminati conspiracy. 
And then he starts promoting the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, a piece in itself that has been proven to be fake, but we're going to take it as the gospel truth. Now, to his credit, at least he was saying, hey, by the way, you know, this, uh, you can substitute some words here. You know, instead of the Jews, we can just say the Illuminati, and instead of Goyim, we can say cattle. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion is, is also just a fake. It's, it's not a real thing. Uh, yeah, so uh, during his uh, assertion that the Kennedy assassination, um, he believes that Kennedy was assassinated because um, he was going to reveal the truth about aliens. Sure, sure. A, a Democrat president from the state of Massachusetts was definitely going to do that. Oh, and and he was also going to uh, end the Federal Reserve, right? No. <laughs> so the Kennedy assassination is one of those things. I. All right, well, hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Harry, Harry, what are you doing? Huh? Uh, biting a bullet. Why are you biting my bullets? Well, you know, that's the, the thing you do. Uh, uh, you bite bullets. No, n- <sighs> no, it's a phrase. What? It's a figure of speech. No, it can't be. Yeah, you know, kind of means you're doing something that you don't want to do. Biting the bullet. Oh. Well, I heard it on your podcatcher. Oh my god, no, 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 no. That's a podcast. The Fighting Mongeese. Mongai. Dummy. Anyways, are they coming to Childerberg? <laughs> yeah, I think they're coming to Childerberg. Really? Holy shit. Okay, alright, settle down. And stay out of my scotch. That's right, folks. Biting the Bullet Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, all those places. You know where to go get them. Okay, now that we've paid some bills around here, back to my ranting and raving. I truly believe it was just a confluence of different folks coming together for one common enemy. I think the uh, the mob was involved. Uh, I also think that the uh, what we would term the deep state uh, these days was involved. You know, all because there was an Irish Catholic as a president, and that wasn't popular at the time. So let's let's move on to Bill Cooper's death. So in Arizona, at this point, you know, we're now into 2001. He's, you know, made his prediction on 9-11. People are really paying attention to him. But he's now so anti-government and militia-like that he believes that Bill Clinton personally has a vendetta against him, so he doesn't pay taxes. Okay? Hip, hip, hooray. All right? I can, I can applaud you for that. Yeah. Don't pay your taxes. Uh, but understand, if you are very vocal and not paying your taxes, um, the powers that should not be are going to come after you. And so he had an arrest warrant in uh, 1998, and he was uh, charged with tax evasion. Uh, evasion. Uh, the United States Marshal Service uh, listed him in uh, in their books as a major fugitive. And so the uh, Apache County Sheriff's deputies attempted to arrest uh, Cooper at his home to serve this warrant, but Cooper shot one of the deputies in the head and a firefight ensued, to which Cooper himself got shot and killed. Now, everybody wants to throw a little conspiracy theory on it. It's like, oh no, he was exposing too much truth and they, you know, the government henchmen got sent to, they were serving an arrest warrant and he opened fire on the deputies. Okay. Yes. A firefight will take out. Uh, don't try to ascribe a conspiracy theory to what you can Otherwise, just look at it and say, okay, well, you know, he wanted to get into a firefight with police officers, and he got one, all right? He got one of them. So just a little thing for you. If you're going to evade taxes, you're, you know, a semi-public figure that has been known to talk about anti-government stuff, you know, get ready. You're, go- you're going to get arrested. 
You're not going to have a fair trial at court. You know, just be prepared for that kind of stuff. All right. But I wanted to leave you with a couple of quotes about uh, about good old uh, Bill Cooper. And this is going to come from some of the uf- ufologists out there. So here's one uh, from Stanton Freeman. Let us not forget that Milton William Cooper lied big time about himself and others. He had been a hydraulics mechanic in the Air Force with no college background. So very unlikely he would have become the briefing officer for SINPAC. Uh, I dug out a list of admirals who had held that office, changed the order, and asked which one of his uh, boss, which one was his boss, and he couldn't recall. Uh, in his book, he said, I worked for the CIA, a uh, total and complete lie. Uh, there was more. Why believe anything he said? All right. So th- that was the other thing. Uh, Bill Cooper would also say that he was in the Air Force, but uh, I couldn't find anything that said he was in the Air Force. The only thing I could find was the, uh, was the Naval Service record. That was it. Uh, so Kevin Randall, uh, there is nothing to support Cooper's claims other than he served in the Navy and was honorably discharged. Uh, there were many in the UFO community who wanted to believe him and many who tried to find evidence to support his claims. In the end, there was nowhere to go. The trail ended with Cooper and that just isn't good enough. (laughs) So, I mean, if you start the rumor and it goes back to you, then that's it, right? Because there's no evidence. This is my big problem with Bill Cooper is a lot of speculation, conjecture, talking in big hyperbolic words, but there's nothing to nothing to back it up. All right. Uh, Don Ecker. Uh, I have never met a more bald faced liar, plagiarist and despicable human being than that person who was Bill Cooper. <laughs> they, they, this, this community hated his guts. Because it was all show, you understand. It's conspiratainment. All right, now, probably to the biggest uh, conspiratainer of all time, that would be Alex Jones, right? Yeah, good old AJ. All right. So, there's a, a lot of things with Alex Jones over the years. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to link... Down in the show notes, uh, one episode of Deadline Live with Jack Blood, who uh, worked very closely with uh, Alex Jones back in the day. And uh, he did a pretty good expose on what happened at PrisonPlanet.com. Essentially, I'll just hit the highlights. Uh, Give you kind of an idea of Alex Jones' character. Uh, If you ordered a DVD and you wanted to pay extra for Alex Jones's uh, signature. Uh, well, this is what would happen. So a lot of these orders would come in. Now, Alex Jones can't sit down and sign all of these. He would have his staff sign his name to those DVDs. Now, I, I can already hear the excuses brewing in your head. It was like, well, you know, he's a busy guy. That's fine. You know, if they had like a stamp or something. No, 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 no. no. Signing his name to DVDs. That wasn't Alex Jones. That's what uh, most of us call fraud. Uh, Some other things. Uh, So uh, a few times Jack Blood uh, took over the show as a substitute when Alex was away sick or something like that. And so when he started deviating away from the narrative that uh, Alex Jones would like to think, uh, you know, he would get uh, called and said, no, 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 you need to get this back on track or get off. (laughs) Uh, 
there were several times where he would threaten other uh, radio hosts. Um, he, he just wasn't a stable guy. Uh, we can even hear recently uh, he lost Joe Rogan's phone number and said that Joe Rogan never calls him and that he's a CIA plant. And then, you know, since then they've kissed and made up and we all got to laugh when Alex Jones got out there and said, you know, I, I'm kind of retarded. Okay, great. You know, you, you made a meme. <laughs> uh, the school shootings. Uh, Adam Lanza was a government agent, apparently, and that the kids didn't really die. Uh, that's all fake. Everything is a government uh, inside job according to Alex Jones. Uh, so any kind of public shooting, that, that's all a government agent designed to take your gun guns away. Because it'll be the incident that gets used uh, for the gun control lobby. right? Alex Jones constantly does this. When you're listening to a show, and he's going to quote an article, he's going to leave out several paragraphs of that article if it doesn't back up what he says. All right. So the Aurora, Colorado shooting... In particular, the the guy who self-styled himself a Joker, even though he never referred to himself like that. Uh, the Joker has green hair in every depiction, and he shows up to court with, uh, you know, flaming orange hair, right? But he's the Joker, right? Okay. He quotes this news article about an inmate who overheard the guy who did the Aurora shooting as being a mind control victim, okay? He links to the article, and he leaves out the part where the sheriff himself says, don't believe what he says. He may have seen him in line at lunch, but he has had no interaction, and his cell is not even close to the Aurora Shooter cell. There's no way he could have heard him say anything, but he left that part of the article out. He will get to the parts that make him look good, but anything that goes contrary to what he's trying to do, silence. You're not going to hear it. His money bombs are another thing, all right? Alex Jones would have you believe that he is a, you know, as broke as a joke and he can't get anything done. So please, won't you donate some money? The guy is worth $5 million. That's what he makes every year. If I had $5 million around this, this podcast would be so fucking awesome. But I don't. <laughs> yeah, the owner of Genesis Communication, and I'm not even sure if he's still affiliated with Alex Jones or not. You know, Alex Jones would be heard to say, you know, I own Ted Gunderson's ass. Saying stuff like this to other broadcasters. He's like, no, that guy ain't going to do anything without me. You know, and we're not even going get to in, get into, you know, the personal problems with Alex Jones. Uh, but again, it's conspiratainment. All right. Now, if you're looking at this stuff just to get laughs, you know, by, by all means, consume as much, you want, as much as you want. Jesse Ventura is another one who had that little conspiracy show on um, True TV there for a little bit. And all of that stuff I laughed at. And he even had an episode with Alex Jones where they went to go see the FEMA camp coffins. Right? Remember, there was that stack of coffin liners at a FEMA camp in Georgia, and they snuck through the woods to go look at these liners and everything. You know, were they coffin liners? It's just a big plastic tub that were just stacked. There was no way to tell that, yeah, it was a you know FEMA government contract. and oh. So by all means, if you're going to get entertainment value out of it, knock yourself out. Now, occasionally, these folks will hit on some kind of truth. Okay. Yes, there's bad people in the government. You hear me talk about it all the time. Because 
It's the power that attracts these horrible people into those positions. That's all they want. Power, 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 power. They want to rule over the lives of others. And I even saw this on uh, Twitter over the weekend. Libertarianism is white privilege by some tattooed white chick. So the point being is if you're going to start listing these people as like sources of true information, I'm no longer going to going to pull my punches about this. I'm just going to be like direct and very much in your face about it. I was like, look, don't quote these people. <laughs> Stop it. I can't tell you how many times I have seen a copy of Behold a Pale Horse thrown in my face when I'm trying to have a conversation about real things. I was like, did you read this book? Did you actually read it? You might as well be reading Amazing Tales from back in the 50s, because that's what it's like. Oh, space aliens did this, and space aliens did that, and the reason why the government is doing this is because of space aliens. Okay? I've got the same beef with patriot mythology. Oh, well, you know, if you walk into a courtroom when there's gold fringe on the flag, that's admiralty law, and you're not in a real court. Okay, go with that theory. You'll still be sitting in a very real jail cell. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pay my taxes. I'm just going to zero out my form and send it in. All right, Wesley Snipes, you do that. All right, it's all bullshit. Please stop believing it. Now, can we have fun with space aliens, chupacabras, demons, and ghosts and stuff? Sure. It's tales to talk around the campfire. Okay. Don't take it so seriously that you then start blending what's real and what's fake into the same thing. Okay. I do like to have fun with the conspiracy stuff. I think it's entertaining. I'm not looking at it as information that I need to, to keep in the back of my mind at all times. This kind of stuff is just entertainment to me. Conspiratainment. Okay. It's nice and fun to talk about this stuff when you know it's kind of a joke. The moment you're starting to take this stuff seriously is the moment there's going to be problems. Okay. I had an exchange on the Voluntary Vixens uh, Instagram page where one of the Voluntary Vixens was uh, quoting Bill Cooper and was, you know, talking some stuff. It all just started with me saying, I never quote Bill Cooper. Okay. Soon after that, I got jumped on by somebody else um, who just believed everything that Bill Cooper said. It, 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 you know, it. And then I had to go into uh, why he has no credibility. And I talked about the Bilderbergs meeting in the Arctic Ocean and everything else. Um, uh, and, and I, you know, I did give Bill Cooper some credit. You know, some things he talked about were, you know, legit as far as, you know, governments being bad. But the reasons for it just weren't there. Yeah. And then, and then I got jumped on by somebody else who called Bill Cooper a true hero. No, don't don't use that phrase around him. Uh, it was not. Um I never would say that liars who lie are true heroes of anything other than themselves in their own mind. So, yeah, if you want to go take a look at that, um, the Voluntary Vixens on thing, they um, posted this article from the Ghost Diaries of 10 jaw-dropping claims made by William Cooper and Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, and they go through, you know, hypnosis, uh, aliens, Bilderberg, alien ambassadors, like, like I'll talk about, alien experimentation, time travel! Uh, the Luna base on the moon, Kennedy's assassination, more UFOs, New World Order, and of course, Prediction Zero, where he predicted 9-11. Yeah. Uh, they just posted that article as one of the things that came up in the uh, in the research thing I was just doing for this. But uh, yeah, he's uh, not a cool cat. All right. Entertaining, to be sure. 
You can get a laugh out of it. It's kind of like uh, conspiracies are kind of like that uh, connect the dots picture. Remember when we were all kids and we did the connect the dots picture? You connected dot one to dot two. And when you got to all the way to the end of it, then you drew a picture of Mickey Mouse or something like that, right? Um, so, but in the conspiracy world, you're connecting dots one to two and then two to 340. Yeah, the dots are on the same page, but you don't connect the two because they're not in relation to each other. And that's what we get a lot of times with uh, conspiracy theories uh, uh, being bandied about by folks who just want to self-aggrandize like Alex Jones and Bill Cooper and and all of the rest of them out there that gets uh, now we have uh, Pat Militich on the conspiracy farm. And, uh, you know, what's the other one? Sam Tripoli. Um, we get all of those. All right. I take everything that is said with a grain of salt. I can laugh at it and everything else. So. All that being said, stick to what you know. Don't stick to what you don't know, you know, because the Dunning-Kruger effect is is a real thing. People will claim some kind of knowledge of something that they have no knowledge of just to make them sound, themselves sound smart, okay? So don't get lost in that trap, okay? If somebody is making a wild claim about something, it's going to take wild evidence to prove it, all right? Life outside of the bounds of Earth, possible, Okay? Awfully big universe. It would be completely empty if we were the only sentient beings out there. Now, I've often joked saying, what if we're the oldest sentient beings out there and everything else is, you know, caveman by comparison, right? <laughs> it's just one of those little thought experiments that you would like to do. But then again, there could be other races out there that are much more advanced than us. And why bother with a entire species Devoted to hurting each other and stealing each other's stuff, all in the names of one-upsmanship. Okay. So science fiction has also referred to Earth as a backwater planet. And, uh, you know, for good reason. You know, we still believe that we need some kind of government in order to build roads and to have a military and a police and a fire department. Why we can't do any things without the government coming along to help us wipe our ass. Why would the aliens come and visit us then? If they were truly out there, be sure to check down in the show notes of the of this episode because I'm going to have a, a few little links that you can click on and go down a little rabbit hole yourself. Maybe educate yourself a little bit. Uh, don't take whatever these guys say as the gospel truth because uh, most likely it is not. Okay, these folks. Uh, yeah, while there's maybe not a huge financial gain out of it, they get some kind of attention from it. And sometimes that's all people need in order to feel better about themselves is to say, you noticed me. There's more to life than just dollar bills in your wallet. But yeah, check down in the show notes because I'm going to have a link to a whole bunch of stuff on this one. And going forward, is everyone liking the Monday release day? I don't know. Drop me a line. Uh, Rebelwithacausepodcast at protonmail.com. If you want to get onto the show, you can also leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash uh, rebelwithacause forward slash message. Again, links are down in the show notes. Uh, if you get any kind of value out of this, other than my ranting and raving and talking in a deep baritone when I'm sick, you know, hit me up on the Patreon, subscribe star, bitbacker.io float, uh, or you can just uh, hit me up on the PayPal. All of it, uh, I don't really take anything. It goes right back into the show. It's either going to get saved up for some kind of reference material, uh, new equipment, better microphones, better laptop, whatever. 
all of that stuff, it just goes back into the show advertising as well. Um, I hate Facebook, um, but I will use their ad algorithm um, to the nth degree. But uh, that being said, folks, check out the show notes. Uh, rate and review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're on, so that way it gets in front of new eyeballs, uh, if you could. And uh, coming up at the end of this week, I'm going to have episode two of Anarchy in Space, where Nikki Pacone and I talk about The Expanse. Uh, season one, episode two, and uh, it was a good episode. Uh, we talk about it a lot, and uh, in our typical ADHD style, we kind of go off onto several different trails and uh, digressions. So um, <laughs> just be prepared for that. Uh, anyways, folks, uh, I'm gonna be out of here. Next week we will have a, a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause podcast. Uh, this time uh, with the wonderful lovely Rollo McFlugel. So look for that one next Monday. And until then, guys, uh, have a great week, and I'll talk to you Monday. Out. Out.